Welcome to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And if you are somebody that is interested in some online training and you haven't checked out our website, please do so. It's medicalsalescertificationprogram.com. On the website, we have uh, currently three sales, uh, medical sales training programs up there um, with more to come in the future as I get those completed and they are completely free. So if you are somebody that is interested in some specific medical sales training where I can walk you through on video and you can take some quizzes on the material. Uh, we have multiple training programs online at the website, so check that out if you are interested. Also, one of the new things that, uh, that I'm launching for 2020 is individualized coaching plans. So if you're somebody that, uh, first and foremost, uh, I would not recommend doing a paid coaching option um, until you have consumed all of the free content that I have, because uh, I try to give uh, really literally everything that I have, all my best stuff is out there for free. But I do understand that there are some people that are looking for a very specific plan. So there are two uh, paid coaching options on the website that you can find on there. One of them is a ride along where you would actually spend a day with me in the car. That one's a little bit more expensive. Uh, candidly, I don't know that I want people spending an entire day with me, but uh, that could be potentially valuable for you. Uh, or I'm also offering a one-hour coaching session where we, uh, I look through your resume, I look through your background, we look at where you're at in the interview process, or if you're in medical sales, what are the things that you should be doing and thinking about and implementing on a day-to-day -day basis to really get the results you're looking for. So if you want some specific coaching, that is also something that I am just now launching and making available to people uh, as a paid option, but understand my recommendation is consume all of the free content first. And if you, once you've done that, if you feel like you need some specific coaching, if you think that that would benefit you, you can check that out on our website. So um, that is all I got for you. Now to the uh, podcast you've been waiting to listen to. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. Uh, I wanted to kind of share a conversation I had earlier today with a with a friend of mine who is uh, in medical sales. He works out in uh, Arizona, and I was on the phone with him earlier today, kind of catching up. And uh, he and I were talking about uh, him hiring some people and trying to find people that he could hire in the industry. And how he had struggled uh, getting people, so finding good reps to work for him and or getting them to stay. And I think one of the things that maybe is underappreciated, um, and I, I hope that I've done a, a good enough job explaining the scenario uh, and the uh, kind of the reality of the situation, but this is a performance-based job, right? Um at every level. This is about performance. This is about numbers. This is about putting up numbers, increasing business, going and getting business. And this is competitive. You know, I, I, what I don't want to be lost in me doing these podcast episodes or YouTube videos or anything like that is the level of competitiveness that exists in this industry and the need to have people that are able to handle no and get back up. People that are able to 
get their teeth kicked in by customers and not lose any speed moving forward. You know, because, and I would, I would say as an insider in the industry, there are some things that you're going to be able to bring to the table as a, uh, an aspiring rep or an experienced rep that are going to be valuable. And there's going to be some things, you know, some things are going to be highly valuable. Some things are going to be moderately valuable. And some things that you may think are valuable are not. And what I hope I can do at least at some level is share what are the most important things you're going to be able to bring to the table. And at the top of the list, and I, I, the reason why I, I feel like I need to explain this more explicitly is because I used to think that the clinical side of the business was kind of equal parts with sales. But I have definitely, um, I think I've learned after hiring people and being in the industry longer and probably working for companies that are not the uh, market leaders in any given space, that the sales side of the business, and when I say that, what I really mean is the attributes and the sales attributes and the skill sets and the personality and the, um, the ability of the rep to push forward and get results is hands down the most important thing. Like it's hard to teach somebody that it's okay to have somebody tell you no and you not take your foot off the gas. A lot of people struggle with the word no. A lot of people struggle with wrapping up their identity and being told no. And being told like, no, nah, I'm going to stick with what I'm using. Uh, no, I don't think your product's that great. No, I don't, I don't want to use your product. No, I've already got this in place. Whatever the no is that you get, a lot of people get wrapped up in it. And that's, you know, candidly why a lot of people struggle in sales, you know, among obviously other things as well. But the ability to deal with and handle rejection and not take it personally and keep your foot on the gas and have the same level of confidence when you go into the next sales call is unique. And that is something that I've definitely realized it's hard to teach. And at the same time, I've realized those are some of the key attributes that people in the industry are looking for. Now, I'm, I'm by all means an advocate of teaching people the clinical side of the business, trying to help people understand the anatomy, the physiology, the procedures, the products, all of that. But understand, part of why I teach that or try to try to share with you my experience on those things is because those are learnable things. You know, it's hard for me to describe to somebody like I, you know, I, I'm kind of figuring it out as I go, but it's hard for me to figure out how do I describe to somebody or how do I help somebody get better at rejection, like handling rejection. <laughs> like that's a much more difficult thing to figure out how to teach somebody. If, if it is teachable at all, you know, I don't even know. Part of that may just be your makeup. Part of that may be the way that you were raised. And so if you were raised in a more difficult situation as a kid, you know, maybe you're able to handle more as an adult. I'm sure that's a factor. And it's multifactorial. I'm sure it's not one thing. But understand that, like, the value that I could bring to somebody listening to this podcast or consuming my content at some level is going to be dependent on what it is that I could actually teach them that are usable skills that are usable things that they could take to a job interview or that are usable in the field if they're actually a sales rep. You know, and so I think about 
kind of the, the things that are teachable and that are not teachable, or at least are much more difficult to teach from at a distance, right? Like, I don't know you, you don't know me. So what, what am I going to be able to say on a podcast that's actually going to help you? What am I, am I going to be able to do in an online course? What am I going to be able to do on YouTube that's going to actually help you develop skill sets that are going to make you better, either better in your day-to-day as a rep or better as a candidate trying to get hired in the industry? You know, it's hard for, it's hard for me to think through, how do I help somebody get better at dealing with rejection? How do I help somebody get better at trying to, uh, that being, at being willing to ask for the business? How do I get better at some, trying to teach somebody the nuances of taking advantage of every minute that you have during the day to sell products, teaching people or trying to help people understand the, uh, the ability you need to have of, you know, when you walk into any facility, you've got a, you've got a demo product with you at all times so that you can try to sell, you know, like there's definitely a balance of not wanting to be a sleazy salesperson. And I fully recognize that. But you also have to appreciate the reality that we're all driven by the numbers. This is a numbers industry. This is a numbers business. And if you're somebody that doesn't, if you're, if you're somebody that's very strong clinically, but does not have the acumen or really the internal drive or you know, you don't want to be held to these, you know, monthly or quarterly or annual numbers very strictly. Like there's plenty of things that you can do in the medical sales field, medical device industry that is not going to be sales directly, you know, so you can go the clinical route, which is definitely the best option for some people. But if like, I just want, I want everyone to understand that it can be very cutthroat and I don't want there to be confusion around that. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, like, is this the most, uh, (laughs) what's the, what's the term? Unstable industry in the world? Is this the most unstable job that you could be in? No, not necessarily. Uh, but I was just talking to this, uh, this buddy of mine on the phone and he was saying that he's trying to find reps and, and what he does for some of his reps is he offers them a small stipend for 90 days to see if they can cut it. You know, like, I don't know how that sounds to you as you're listening to this podcast, you know, if, and, and he's not working right now, he's not working for one of the big manufacturers, right? So he's not working for the big Johnson and Johnson, Medtronic, Stryker. He doesn't work for one of those big companies. He's working for some of the smaller companies, but he, he's looking at hiring people. And he says, you know, essentially I give them a small stipend and like, like, believe me, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say the numbers on air just because I don't, for whatever reason, I, f- I feel like I should keep that somewhat private, but like would not be paying my bills. Okay. And that's his stipend for 90 days to see if the person could cut it. And if they can't, he's got to let them go and find somebody else. Now that might be more of an extreme example. It's possible that that's more of an extreme example because, you know, if you go work for one of the bigger companies, there's a little bit more bureaucracy. They have a little bit more of a leash to be able to help or allow people, I should say, to kind of get up to speed, to get comfortable in the industry, to learn their, their craft, to, you know, develop a territory, to develop their knowledge base. So I get that. And so that position specifically that he's hiring for, or he's looking for people is not one that you would jump into without any experience. But at the same time, I, like I, it's kind of a, it hopefully can paint a little bit of a more realistic picture. Now it's, it's, 
probably a little bit more on the extreme side of things, but that's not that uncommon. Like the mentality in the industry at, at, at a very fundamental level is you've got to produce. Like that's what happens in supply and demand, right? Like when you have enough supply of good competitive people who are good at their jobs, you can afford to do things like that, right? Like if I'm competing with somebody else who's also good, the person who's providing the job in the opening can be more selective on who they pick and they could be more demanding on the results that they expect. So like, it's very simple at a, at a fundamental level, it's simple. And at a fundamental level, you need to understand that like, this is, sorry, I got a phone call there. So I had to take that now I'm back. Um, so I'm, this is going to be feel a little bit interrupted because I lost my train of thought because I was getting a phone call I had to take. Um, anyway, I, that's, that's more or less, I, th- I feel like I've, I've covered what I wanted to cover in this podcast episode. Uh, the conversation with a buddy of mine who's out West, it, it was a reminder of the reality of life as a medical sales rep and the competition that exists. And <clears throat> I just don't want people, I'm trying to do my best to share the reality of the industry from the inside. And hopefully it's helpful. You know, if, you, if you're listening to this and it's helpful at some level, that's great. Um, but I, you know, people, I, I need everyone that is listening to this podcast or following my content to actually understand that this is a performance-based job. You know, the, the end of the month was just a handful of days ago. And, you know, I'm getting phone calls, you know, at minimum two times a day from my boss saying, hey, where are we at with the numbers? What are we doing? What are we doing with these deals? You know, the CEO's calling. Where are we at? You know, like, like, figure it out. Close the damn deals. You know, like that is the reality. Now, it's that doesn't happen every single day, but the numbers matter. Like, whether it's this company that's a startup that I'm working for, where there are investors and they expect to see growth in the company. And that trickles down to everybody else. They put a lot of money into companies like this. They better see some results. That all the way up to, you know, J&J. Like, they've got investors to answer to. So they have to produce results. This is a numbers game. Now, it's got a clinical component. And I'm an advocate of learning what you can on the clinical side of things, guys, because I think you can get up to speed more quickly. And I think you have a selling pitch to sell to the people that you're trying to interview with. But understand, like, they're going to be – they can teach you what the rotator cuff is. There's not a person on planet Earth that can't learn the four tendons of the rotator cuff. Now, it doesn't mean that, like, therefore, knowing that doesn't matter. Like, I think it does. It makes you stand out. Like, you got to know, like, have some level of understanding of psychology and why that matters. Like, if you have some level of understanding how the human brain works, you would realize that, like, knowing all those things going into an interview would help you stand out and stick in the mind of the person that you're interviewing with. But also understand that even more than that, they're looking at this person that they're interviewing, if you're on the other side of things, saying, is this person going to be a good fit for, for sales? Like, what are the things that they do and do not know? What are the things they do well and don't do well? You know, he was, when I was talking to my buddy, he's like, you know, there's a lot of people that, that I've hired or that I've interviewed, I should say, from, you know, for example, the medical sales college. He's like, you know, some of them, it's completely hit or miss. You know, they've got some level of training. They've got some level of knowledge. But I don't know how many of them are actually going to email me back after we do the interview. I don't know how many of them are actually that hungry. 
I don't know how many of them are really possess the intangible skill sets and attributes that I'm looking for. Like those things matter. And so at some level, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I want to be in this industry, but you don't thrive in an environment that is fast paced and results oriented, like, like you shouldn't do this. Like, like there's other industries (laughs) to go into that you can make good money and are going to be less demanding. But it, you know, if you do want to do it, I want to be at least one of the people that can share with you the reality of it. And that's, that is the reality. The reality is numbers have to be put on the board, period. And so you showing and proving that you can be somebody that puts up those numbers, that's how you're going to get in the, not only get the interview, but get hired. And just, I just, I want everyone, I don't want there to be confusion or a lack of clarity on my part of sharing that with people. So anyway, I think that's all I got for this one. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode.